This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. I believe it's just two greats, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. That's just what I see. It's challenging. The way he's able to just be a competitor and score the football, obviously, and then their entire team. It's a tall task. you got to go out there and play your best football, and if you make any mistakes, it seems like the game's going to go the other way. So we've been able to play in a couple games, not in a few years now, but I've admired watching him from afar and know that it's going to be a great challenge for us every time we go up against him. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Gordon, this is kind of a main event battle, isn't it? Absolutely. This is the headliners, right? These are the two franchise quarterbacks the mvp of this season the the best quarterback in the sport historic start to his career these are the two guys and then on the other side you ha- it it's almost like it it gives it's it's there for, to give everybody else hope right if you aren't if you don't have the greatest quarterback who maybe has ever lived or the the soon to be two-time mvp you you can have faith in your team. You just have to follow a different path, like like the like the Lions have done with with Jared Goff, or mm-hmm. the Niners finding Brock Purdy. Although it wasn't the plan, it worked out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, a little uh, little different uh, styles make fights. Yeah. But uh, these these two should be good. It should be a great game, Gordon. And the deep, the coordinators are up. They're not sleeping much this week. <laughs> You know, the defensive coordinators are not sleeping much. And I think uh, Herm Edwards made a great point about what, what Baltimore is able to do. And that is they're able to, to, they're able to defend very well at all three levels, right? They're able to put pressure mm-hmm. on the quarterback. They're able to linebackers go from sideline to sideline. They've got speed. They can drop into coverage. And your secondary is really good. And every single line of this defense is physical. And when he said bully ball, that's what they do. They tackle, they wrap, they tackle, and they hit hard. And the question becomes, as a receiver, Gordon, if you've had some issues, you know, catching the football and whatnot, are you looking for where they are? <laughs> you know, are they are you peeking out just to make sure? And even that little bit of taking your eye off the football, you know, it, it could be a key in, uh, incompletion that could cost you a drive, that could cost you the game. And let's be honest, we are all – Lamar Jackson fans this week. Yeah. We, we, we need a break. We, we need a break. We, 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 we pray to the sports gods. We summon the sports gods. Whatever little bit left we may have, what dribs and drabs of our sports soul that we have to bargain with, mm-hmm. we cannot take another two weeks of the Chiefs and Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey and all the whole the, the dynasty and, blah, 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 and Tom Brady and Patrick. We don't need it. We don't, we don't want it. We don't need it. We are all Lamar Jackson fans this week. Now, from a shekel standpoint, are you a Lamar Jackson fan or are you? I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of running the numbers and trust me after last week, I need to run the numbers a couple more times. Uh, that was, <laughs> that was, that was some rough going last week. But uh, I, I, I know in my heart, mm-hmm. in my heart, I will be a Lamar Jackson fan. Okay. I will be rooting. Yes, Lamar Jackson. The perfect postseason went sideways quickly. It was Buffalo Bills. It was worth oh. it, though. It was more than worth it. That shank of a field goal. You know what it is? It's all those Buffalo Bills fans that I've ever met in my life 
who said, oh, Dan Marino only got the one Super Bowl. You know what? Josh Allen ain't in getting to any of them. That's true. Yeah, that's so good. That's so fun when it turns around on you, huh? Does, is it? No, it's not. Uh, can I give you some information to help your shekels? Yeah, absolutely. Give it to me. I, my shekels need all the help they can get. Uh, guard Joe Thurney, not on the yep. field today. Mm-hmm. He's Unlikely got that peck injury. Sunday. Yeah. Unlikely to play. You know what that I, means? I, I, you know what? No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want a scenario where it's painted negatively oh, for no, the no, Chiefs. No, no, I no. want the Chiefs are the best. The Chiefs are the greatest. Uh, bah, 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 bah. And then watch them just get hit. Just mm-hmm. get hit. Now, what happens if they win this game? The Chiefs? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll no. be miserable? You'll be miserable, think. Gordon? Will you? Will I you mean, miserable? I'm miserable. That's my normal. My normal state these days, but mm-hmm. I just I just can't take it anymore. Yeah, can't I take it. We, we're all we're all pulling for Lamar this week, and we are. And Lamar, oh, absolutely. And and Lamar, I'll just tell you right now, and this ain't fair. Mm-hmm. But if he goes out there and lays an egg against the Chiefs, all those narratives and storylines that it seems like are a thing of the past after his performance a week ago, mm-hmm. those will all pop up once. Oh, they will moments. Oh, he can't get it done. The big spot, blah, 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 blah. All those will. things will be right back to where we were before. Oh, sure. He could beat the Texans. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. But what about when he had to go up against a real team and the team you got to beat? everybody knows the team you got to beat is the Chiefs. So, yeah. And it's, it's crazy too, Gordon, because, and listen, let's face it. It's our jobs, mm-hmm. but Sometimes it's not, it's not, we always look for somebody to blame, right? Oh, it's got this, his fault. It's this, this, it's the turnovers, it's that, it's that. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's events that happen. And you, you go back to Buffalo, and I get what Herm Edwards was saying. They didn't lose that game because of Josh Allen. No. He, he, he did not cost the, them yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. All the things that we normally expect, oh, the bad. T- now, look, you know, Stefan Diggs, it would have been nice if he had caught a couple of passes for him in, in key moments. Okay, but nobody's perfect. We're human, so there's going to be a drop or two. But, you know, really, for me, that fake punt, the fake punt, and then failure to capitalize on getting the football back after the yeah, fake punt. Absolutely. Is what killed them. Well, I will say this the fake punt, just by the way they lined up, the Chiefs knew it was coming. Yeah. And they didn't have. Like it wasn't as it was almost like you know when they had to play with the Seahawks had to play with the with Pete Carroll at the yes. at the goal line and like yeah. well you know this no we we had to we had to throw the ball there no, it was didn't. it was a great surprise it was a great call no it wasn't because the Patriots knew it was coming they, as soon as they saw you come out they knew exactly what Belichick knew exactly you didn't surprise them at all mm-hmm. and if and if you would surprise them even a little tiny bit maybe it would have worked but it didn't surprise so it didn't surprise the Chiefs at all the Chiefs knew it was coming. And um, they, they were able to snuff it out right away. And you were able to recover from that because of the fumble at the goal line. You lucked out there. Yeah, but it's true. Settling, to me, settling for the field goal in that spot, that, that is a spot where in that drive you have to be thinking, we have to score a touchdown here. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The other wild card in this spot, Gordon, is very simple. It is, uh, are, the coaches, are the coaches going to be ready to make the right decisions? You know, we talk, we talk about the players, and yeah, the players are on the field and whatnot. We get it. But like that decision, Gordon, this, our coaches, are, are these coaches in this spot who are here, 
Okay, are they focused? Are they going to be able and ready to make the right decisions? Dan Campbell's never been here before as a head coach. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's a wild card. He could he yeah, could do anything. Know he's, right? doing. he's very aggressive. We're going for two from the 15 yard line. We don't care. <laughs> you know, Hell, he's damn aggressive. the torpedoes. Exactly. So you know the the I think you know there's always exceptions and there's always a possibility. But for me, when you are playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, I'm not worried about guys being prepared to play. Everybody's going to be prepared to play this game. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about which adjustments are made. How quickly do you make those adjustments? What do you take away? Now, you know, I, I mean, if you're if you're Baltimore, do you line up with six offensive linemen? Because it really worked. <laughs> Last week, Buffalo was able to run the ball up and down the field on, on Kansas City with those six offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. Is that something you do because it worked? Or do you say, you know what, this is what we do. Gordon, we're not changing anything. We just have to, you know what coaches say, Gordon, execute. If we execute, they can know what's coming and they still can't stop it. So, you know, the coaches and the adjustments are a major thing for me in, in, in this situation. It's fascinating to see what they'll do this weekend. Yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers, and I was mentioning the great head coach. I did not mention the guy in Buffalo. I, I, I mentioned Sean McDermott. I, uh, I noticed that. And it, it certainly seemed like last week when the Chiefs finally kind of figured out what the Bills wanted to do early on in the downs, uh, first down, run the ball, and all that type of stuff, they were able to kind of sniff that out and force mm -hmm. them to do something else, and they never were as effective after that point. Once they nope. kind of took that away, um, that's, that's, that's not a great look for their, their coaching staff, not being able to execute beyond plan A. Uh, right. And uh, I, I think I have a lot more confidence in Baltimore and their coach Absolutely. Uh, I agree. to be able to come up with something better than that. Mm -hmm. and, and, now, and the Ravens can beat you in, in I think, different multiple ways. Multiple ways. Yeah. Multiple ways. And, you know, Shanahan sometimes is too tricky for his own good. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> too smart. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, he outguesses, him, he outguesses himself. Well, well, well we talk about the pressure that's on the Ravens. This is the third time in four years the Niners in the championship. That's right. Now, yeah, last right. year they got kind of a pass because the quarterback got hurt mm -hmm. early. There's yep. not much you really can do at that point. No. Uh, and, and look, if we see a Sam Darnold siding this weekend, oh my God, uh, we, no. know, we know we're oh in trouble. We know we're in trouble. Oh, my God. Somebody's in trouble one way or the other. Yeah, we don't want that. But um, oh, a lot of pressure on the Niners. They, all the pressure's on the Niners. They're, yeah, they're the heaviest favorite of the weekend. I know. I know. This is what they, had, they had their stinker last week, and they yeah. survived. Can't yep. afford another. They got to come out. No, and... no, because Detroit will not do what Tampa did. No, you know they will. Golf will. You know they're right. going to be eating kneecaps. They're like, <laughs> but like Mickey said, they're gonna eat lightning and a crap thunder. You know that's that's uh, where the way they're going to go about things. Yeah. Plus, you know they got a couple of tight ends who can hold on to the football too. They've got a little better. I think they're a little deeper, Gordon, receiver-wise. Could you imagine? Mm -hmm. being a Detroit Lions fan, and really, unless they're, I don't know, what, 60 years old, 70 years old, you've yeah. never had anything. To, I mean, you talk about the wilderness. Yeah, They have been in the wilderness, and now you are one game away from the Super Bowl. It probably doesn't even seem real. This is, I guess this would be from, like, the Richards and the spikes, uh, this would be if you were a Met fan of that age mm -hmm. 
and you've watched this team be a joke. You know, you've watched them be horrible. And then in 1969, Gordon, you're, you're, you're headed to the world series. The Mets. Yeah. The Mets. I mean, but against the Baltimore Orioles and Mets. And I know, I know what you're saying. It's been even longer for Detroit. Oh my God. It's been my entire life. They've never really been good my entire life until now. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, but listen, if you're a Detroit fan, enjoy it. Yeah. I, you can't. I, I don't think you can enjoy the game. I don't, when there's so much <sighs> riding on it, I don't think you can enjoy the game. You can't. Oh. You, you're, you're just sick for three yeah. and a half hours. And if you yeah. win, then you have some relief. Then yes. you have some joy. Then you have some. I, I'm, I'm going by what people tell me. I wouldn't know this from firsthand experience, but this is what I hear. Uh huh. But then if you lose, then you're just oh. because then you realize the old John Madden line, all the work, all the mm-hmm. things that have to go right just to get back to the same point next year. That's right. No guarantees. The old Rex Ryan line after they lost to Pittsburgh. Well, we don't start at the AFC championship game. No, you don't. <laughs> next season. No, you do not. <laughs> oh, my we, gosh. We got to go all the way back. Yeah, all but look, for back. the Lion fan, even though it's three and a half hours of, of just torture – it beats apathy. Yeah, it does. You've had, you, you, however old you are, you've had apathy for 50, 60, 70 years, whatever you are. It beats now not you, being now you, got, you got some skin in the game. Absolutely. It does. And the game can't come fast enough for you. Oh. This is agony. This is like, it's only Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> can't, why don't they have a Thursday night playoff game with some streaming network? Don't give, them enough, don't give the NFL any ideas. Oh, yeah. it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Roger Goodell just said the WWE got what from Netflix? Yeah. Here we go. That's yeah, That's right. you betcha. But, uh, you know, just for Lamar Jackson, I, I feel like uh, Princess Leia giving the message to R2-D2, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you are our only hope. Lamar Jackson, you are our only hope, my friend. We, we yeah. need you this week. This is, uh, you're right, a lot of pressure on this Baltimore Raven team, especially him. A lot of pressure on him this week. He's had a tremendous year, as you said, MVP. Well, MVP. You, you, you never want it to be the situation where you're the MVP, but then you, you get into the big game and you, oh, wow, yeah, he got the, you know, because you know what's going to happen. If they lose this game and then they award the, the MVP whenever after the season or in between the season and the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, sure, he won the MVP. A lot of good that day. He lost to the Chiefs. That's, that's what people are going to say. So, that's yeah, right. absolutely. That's, this is your chance. Great regular season quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, all all. And all look the with him, he's he's had a lot of injuries too. It's true, he has. So, I would think that those are probably going to play this year. He's been healthy. He's been sensational. He's been great. He's been everything you could. When they made that move to bring Todd Munkin to be the offensive coordinator, this has worked as well as you could have hoped. Absolutely, and you're the one. You're the one seed. Everything they're coming to you. Mm-hmm. Might not get that chance again. No, I I don't think in any of the Ravens Super Bowls they have ever hosted an AFC Championship game. So that just tells you it doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we return, we'll take your phone calls. Plus, Harvey, Joe, uh, Gordon look okay. Gordon, Gordon look okay. Well, compared to what I usually look like, I think. I think we'll have, uh, I think, get, get the stopwatch out. We'll All right. Back. Get the stopwatch out. I think we'll give him a minute just to, you know, before we take some more phone calls, let him let off a little steam so he can, you know, 
be his jolly Uncle Gordon self that Lonnie mm. from Harlem loves so much. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. But before we get to the phones, I think Gordon needs to get some things off his chest. He looks a little uh, perturbed. Well, it's just that I root for a loser organization, and every time that you think it can't get any worse, it always gets worse. And I'm someone, Larry, who always preaches whenever you think it can't get worse. It will get worse. I know this going in, but yet even I get surprised by how terrible. What a loser organization. Today, I'm at the gym. I'm having a little – I, I got to be honest. Today, I was, I was dragging a little bit. Okay. Coffee didn't hit the right way today. I just I was dragging. And then it comes across the Dolphins parting ways with their defensive coordinator. Their defensive coordinator, one of the best defensive coordinators in the entire sport. Mm-hmm. And they're just allowing him to leave. You know, they mutually agreed to part ways. So now he walks out the door. He never wanted the job in the first place. They made him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the sport. And still... The guy couldn't get out, off the, out of the organization fast enough. Does that not tell you what a loser bunch that the Miami Dolphins are? A, an owner that is a complete NFL bobo, a head coach who's great at making little jokes here and there. Is this the, t- the time's up? I think I need more than a minute. No, go keep going. I hate another them. Watch. I hate them, Larry. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. There'll never be anything good that happens in – and think about it. You're in Miami. Where does where do people love to go? Miami. Miami. South Beach. Where would you rather South be? Beach. Miserable Philadelphia. In the wintertime, the guy can't get out of Miami fast enough because he doesn't want to be associated with losing. He's 65 years old. He's been around the block a time or two, and he realizes time is of the essence. Like this segment, time is of the essence. I got to get off this stupid loser ship that is going absolutely a five-year plan that the apex of the plan was to make the playoffs, score seven points in Kansas City, and freeze your you-know-what off. So uh, good, good riddance to, um, to, to Vic Fangio. I don't blame him. He's smart. Any coach with options would get out of there as fast as possible. No state tax, beautiful sunshine, and they still can't even keep people within. The, it. Think, of, think about if the Jets – decided to part ways with their defensive court. The guy's under contract. They made him the highest paid guy in the sport, and he still couldn't wait to leave. That doesn't even happen to the Jets, Larry. That's right. What a disgrace of an organization. And you'll see these idiots on Twitter, Dolphin fans, who are so, they just have Stockholm Syndrome for so long that they don't, no, no, it'll be fine. Why are you complaining? Why are you so angry? Because I've wasted 40 years of my freaking life watching and rooting for losers. I could go in. I know nothing, Larry. I'm an idiot. I could go in there and within three years have the team in the playoffs and win a playoff game. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is follow their blueprint and just do the opposite. (laughs) Losers. You okay? Uh, I'll I'll be fine. The next segment we will have of this is when they give Tua that long-term $300 million extension. He's cooking right now. Oh, and the, and the, and the, I will say this. Yes. I don't remember where I saw it. I tried to find it again on Twitter. The one name that was floated to be the replacement at defensive coordinator ladder. And if this happens, 
It's over. I, I'm taking, you know, like they, they have the, the, the glass box uh, yes, on top yes. of the red button, and they, they put the key yeah. in, and they lift mm-hmm. the glass box, and they hit the yep. button. Yes. The name that was mentioned was Brandon Staley. <laughs> if that happens, Larry Hardesty, as God is my witness, I am out. I am a thousand percent out. I will take every piece of dolphin memorabilia that I have. This ain't going to be like some uh, Skip Bayless fake skit. I will take it. I will smash it. I will burn it. And I will throw out the ash. I, I, as God is my witness. If they hire Brandon Staley to be the defensive coordinator, Larry. Oh, my God. Please happen on the show. Please oh, happen my, on the show. Like, like the, the stories about people who just lose it one day, and like they never know. You'll know why. You'll know, as soon as you see that happen, you will know why. Uh, Joe, I think we should try to help Gordon find another team. Oh my God, I need another. I, w- I wish it would work that way. I wish I could root for another. T- I wish I could. Trust me. I don't think that I haven't thought about it. I just I can't. I can't. I'm a loyal person. I'm a good man who's gotten nothing back in return. It's no, been go an ahead. abusive relationship. Go, I dare you to do it. After the season ends, after I wish, the season, I wish I, I could. I dare you so I wish I could. I wish I could do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what will happen if you do? What? Dolphins will be good? Well, look, They'll look, win the Super Bowl the next year. Good. Well, no, that's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> but I'm just too good a person. Trust me. I wish that I could just uh, remove... Re- Go back in time, and uh, you know, yesterday was the uh, 40th anniversary of Hulk Hogan beating, beating the Iron Sheik. Wow! And uh, winning the WW, WWF title at the time. If instead mm-hmm. of uh, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, he had said say your prayers and don't root for the Dolphins, I would have been I would have been set. If he would only set. have given me that advice 40 years ago, I'd been so much happier. What a loot bunch of loot. The fact that Harvey had the Hulk Hogan theme that, that readily available. You ask him for something that, you know, football music? No, there's going to be a six minute silence. You ask him for a commercial. It was one time. Gonna, I don't understand this. It's going to be a long break before he gets it ready. It's now, not Hulk Saturday. Hogan, I, I just mentioned Hulk Hogan in passing. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. He's going after everybody. Uh, I'm not happy. He was watching Hulk Hogan clips during the show to during the Herm Edwards interview. He was. Well, <laughs> I really think you need to uh, consider severing this relationship. It's I, toxic. I, I, la, la, no, I, I, severing it. I wish it. I could. It doesn't work that way. Fandom doesn't work that way. You love who you love, right? People are in abusive relationships. The heart wants what the heart wants. You need and my heart. heart just wants to have some rest. I just heart. want I just want some peace one time, one stinking time where I don't know what's going to happen ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But as I said, I, no such luck. Stephen Ross has got thirty years on me. I got a thirty. I got thirty years, Larry. Mm-hmm. He, he can't take it with him. He's eighty three. So and you hope that the people that take over will not continue the legacy. Well, I will say this: Who, if, if it's if it's a if it's a chicken, if they if they you know like you ever see like these stories like the, the town uh, elected a cat as the mayor, <laughs> if the Dolphins give the team to a chicken, he couldn't be any less successful. 
<laughs> so if the Dolphins are run by a rooster, <laughs> he can't have any less success than having won, having won a playoff game in two decades. This guy's a billionaire. He could do anything in life. He could have, he could build a spaceship in his backyard. He's got so much money. Roosters strapping razor blades wow. on their feet and going at it. Yeah. It's... So if the if the Dolphins, I mean, they could hire an orangutan to to run the team, and they would be better off. He the, the guy the, the the orangutan from any which way but loose. What was it Clyde? They should hire that 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 oh, orangutan. Man. And um, what's Bubbles up to? Michael Jackson's Bubbles. He could. Any animal, goldfish. A goldfish could do better. Wow! So it's so bad. You're, you're hoping for Flipper. I'm on flip. Let Flipper run. Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura, <laughs> talking out of his butt. He would do a lot better. He would do a lot oh, better. Man. Oh my God! I can't believe they're talking. I can't believe Brandon Stanley is. Running. I can't. I can't happen. It can't possibly. God doesn't hate me that much. Because that would that would have me sever ties. That would have me just cut so ties altogether. That's what that's what it would take. And in, and you know, look, I think of, uh, that's a terrible sign for a human being to cut ties with your team. To you know, I go understand. find another team. If I said that to anybody, they, they you would have to understand. No, that that I understand. That I understand. By the way, uh, Stephen Ross is worth ten billion dollars. Can't he knows buy a doing. playoff win. He knows what he's doing. Oh my Successful God. businessman. Oh my! He's a, he's a he's a real world genius. genius. He really is. He is a real world genius. The the Michigan the business school is I think it's named after him, or there's buildings oh. named after. He's he's a genius. He's a billionaire. In terms of the NFL, he is an absolute moron. I would rather have a chicken. I think I like this segue, Gordon. Are we doing this uh, once a week or every night? <laughs> it depends on the Dolphins, Larry. It really depends on them. <laughs> It was supposed well, to be only a minute long. Knowing the, the Dolphins half hour. Knowing the Dolphins, oh. I think we're going to be doing this every night. Yeah, it's possible. It's every possible. night. Little, little, just checking on the mm-hmm. Dolphin meter for Gordon. Yeah. And by the way, yes. uh, who is uh, Stephen Ross is super close with Jim Harbaugh. Do we ever talk to Jim Harbaugh? No, didn't, no we're, good. we're good. We're good. We don't need him. <laughs> no, why do we need him? We got, we, got a, we got a head coach who tells jokes and vapes on the sidelines. We're good. We're fine. <laughs> he wears funny sneakers and runs. and Oh, it's, it's so funny. So, Jet fans, I, look, I make fun of the Jets a lot. Mm-hmm. The Jets give me material to make fun of the Jets a lot. What am, what am I supposed to do? Ignore them? But, yes, the Dolphins are just as bad. They're just, I, I, I can – Jet fans will, oh, well, you always say something about the – yeah, the Jets are terrible. The Dolphins are – that doesn't mean the Dolphins are good. The Dolphins are also terrible. Mm-hmm. Less is, you, could, you could make the argument less successful. Well, I just think – and I'll speak for the Jet fan here. I guess they feel that since you understand their feeling, why would you be so hard on them? If because you're going they deserve the same it. thing. No, they deserve. It. No, I make fun of people who make who deserve to be made fun of. Okay. I make fun of the Giants too. Yes, you do. I make fun of everybody. I'm an equal opportunity offender. If you can't laugh at yourself, Larry, my motto is make fun of other people. Well, that's how you bring people together. That's that's what I do. That's what There's I'm no about. Question. That's no question about, about it. They just brought a bunch of people together too. That's probably ready to go to Stephen Ross's house and oh my god, <laughs> try to get him. beg him to sell castle. <laughs> his, his giant castle. <laughs> 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We've seen Jalen Brunson in the playoffs with the Mavs, and he was number two, number three, came in, played minutes, supplemented Luka handling the ball. But as a number one option, last year in the playoffs, great first round, second round not so much. Candace Parker last night on TNT. Hardesty and Damer on ESPN New York Tonight. And Gordon, this is a... Uh, an opinion that was um, started a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I can't think of her name. It just went right out of my mind. Uh, former, uh, Becky Hammond. Uh, Becky Hammond, thank you. Yes. Former player with the Liberty. Uh, former coach alongside uh, Greg Popovich. Coaching in the, uh, you know, coaching in the league, WNBA. And it's it's the idea that you can't win with a small guard leading you. And mm-hmm. they use Allen Iverson, and they use a litany of different names. And so, I here's what I would say: that you can't win the championship. Here's what I would say: I would say that, and and there is always the there was one there was one example that they all gave, uh, which was an an example that Jamal Crawford came up with the one one you know exception to the rule. For me. I understand what they're saying, Gordon, and to a certain extent, I agree. But I also know that Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars were not just point guards. They were also guards who handled the ball and could shoot. And to be honest, I kind of look at Jalen Brunson as not just a point guard. I look at him as a guard who handles the ball and he could shoot. Now, Dumars might be a couple of inches taller than Jalen Brunson. But I still feel that him being the one, the leader of the team, the way he has got this team going, and depending on what they add, I think he might be the exception because of, Steph Curry was the exception that they had. And, and, and obviously he's no Steph Curry. But I think he might be an exception because of what is around him. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Mm-hmm. The, the fact that if you, even Steph Curry, uh, with the people that were around him, that's what helped him win those 73 games even before Durant got there. It's the people around you. Yes, Steph Curry hit key shots. No, Steph Curry's going to go down as, Gordon, probably the greatest shooter we've ever seen in NBA history. It used to be Jerry West. Now, I mean, Steph is not even, it's, it's, he's otherworldly. But I do think that you can, in this NBA, where, yeah, you have big guys shooting threes and, and it's, it's an open floor and everything is spread, I still believe that a player like a Jalen Brunson can be the leader because Gordon, he knows when to step back, let other people take the shots, let other people do some things. So no, in the previous, previously, I agree with them. It has not been easy. You have not seen that person other than Steph Curry to do that and win a championship. But Gordon, I think the league right now, the way it is uh, where you have a, you have some, Really good teams, especially in the East. You have some really good teams, and I get what they're saying. When you go West and, you know, the physical nature of the postseason and everything, I still believe that he could do something special if he has the right surrounding cast with him. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the belief that he probably can't be the best guy on a mm-hmm. championship team, but can he be one of the guys where on a on a you know game two he led the way, somebody else did it in game three. I think that that's possible. The problem I have with what her her comments were yesterday was they were just wrong. Uh, she said that he was good in the first round, not in the second round. He was better in the second round. Right. <laughs> he went from averaging 24 points a game in the first round to 31 points a, a game in the second round. His assists were up. His his rebounds were up. So um, I've not seen that much of those pregame shows, but I have mm-hmm. seen her enough to know that she usually does good work. Mm-hmm. But that was that's unfortunately one where she was just wrong. And I think I, I, maybe she is not aware of how hypersensitive <laughs> Nick fans mm-hmm. are to uh, incorrect narratives surrounding their team. If they feel like there's an incorrect, and this one clearly is an incorrect narrative. He did mm-hmm. not have uh, a drop-off in the second round. If anything, he got better in the second round. They are going to uh, viciously attack, <laughs> yes, and uh, which they have uh, on Twitter. And I think it would be best for her to just say, you know what, I, I screwed that one up. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he you is. Know, uh, it's impossible to know everything about everything all the time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, Gordon, you remember the post game? I mean, Eric Spolstra was very complimentary. Oh, absolutely. Of you know, he's like, what is that guy? How much does that guy do? What What does he? I mean, he was he was happy to get away from it. And I will say this as well, you know, Nick fans, I think, are sensitive towards any kind of criticism because it's the first time they've had somebody in a, in, in a forever, it feels like, where mm-hmm. you have reason to believe that he is going to be part of it when yeah. you get to. Yes. Uh, if you are going to get to the mountaintop here anytime soon, he's going to mm-hmm. be a big part of it. And it feels yeah. like everybody's just finding reasons to kind of tear him down. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like that with, with other organizations. Now, I don't. I don't. I'm interpreting for right. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's saying he's not good. No. Right. And I think that's what Nick fans hear. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? They hear, oh, he's not good. Oh, you don't. You don't think he's good enough to get us? He's good mm-hmm. enough to win a championship. No, she's what she's doing. And once again, with the correction about what happened in the second round in Miami, what she's saying is that when you look at the round in NBA history, nobody's done it. <laughs> so until it happens. Uh, you know, maybe it could happen, but until it happens, it's not going to be. And there is no question. He is, if Dallas knew that this was the player they had, they would have never let him go. Right. But because uh, he was the second, mm-hmm. you know, the bat, he was Robin to Luca's Batman, they, well, you know, we'll, we'll let him go. You know, we're not going to sign him. Not, I mean, you know, do you know where they would, where would they be right now? If he had stayed, oh, where would, would they? I be would right think now? that they probably would have pushed more for the Mitchell deal, so maybe that yes. gets done. But yeah, it opens up a, uh, a an alternate universe that it's kind of hard to know uh, mm-hmm. because he has been just so fantastic since he got in. Think about all the narratives that he's already destroyed. Right when yeah, he first true. got, oh well, the Knicks. Got, first off, it was the Knicks aren't going to get him. The Mavericks are going to keep him. Right. Then when they got him, oh well, they got him, but they completely overpaid. Right. Um, it turns out he's been he's not only been sensational he's been a huge bargain absolutely he's on the pay absolutely he's on the pay and i think because of his defensive acumen i think that tom thibodeau will find a way to hide him so teams won't take advantage of him defensively in the postseason mm-hmm. as he did last year there's ways that you can hide him and he'll find that that's what tom thibodeau does he's a He's a defensive guy. He knows what to do. So he'll hide him so he doesn't get, you know, uh, taken off the dribble and everything. 
or back down in some situations. But once again, hopefully your front line will be closer to being intact, right? Than what it is right now that you have at least Hartenstein back there. And maybe if, if everything goes well, you have Hartenstein and Mitchell Robinson. So that would also help to negate what other teams are trying to do to back him down. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like that. I think the way Nick fans see it, and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not the diehard Nick fan mm-hmm. that many of them are, um, but that there's been so long they were the punchline. Yeah. Uh, and yep. it feels like that people are still kind of falling back. And you, you got Nick fans, you can say things, a lot of things about them, but they are loyal, they are fierce, oh, and they are diehard. And yes, we you, are. If you get something wrong about them and not an opinion. It's one thing, you know, Becky Hammond had an opinion. And, right. and, and mm-hmm. look, opinions can be right. They can be wrong. This mm-hmm. was a statement of fact, which was yeah. just completely wrong on, on Candace Parker's part. So I think that she would be better. You know, it's up to her. She could do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think yeah. it would be better just kind of admit, you know what? I, I screw that. I like the old Shaq line. I'm, I apologize. I was not familiar with your game. Uh, mm-hmm. She right. is familiar with his game, but she was not, a, I don't think, aware of, of just how well he played in that second round. No question about it. 1-800-919-3776. Enrique's in Long Island. What's up, Enrique? Hey, how's it going today, sir? What's going on, Enrique? What you got for us? Uh, um, first of all, the Knicks coach never looks happy. He always looks angry and upset, but that doesn't bother me because he's, he's uh, going to get the Knicks into the playoffs. And yesterday, when the Knicks uh, played the Nets, um, what's it called? Uh, Brunson was taken out of the fourth quarter for five minutes, and then they brought him in, and, and he, exposed, he made an explosive basket, few baskets. Uh, and you know, in the, in the last few game, in the last few uh, uh, minutes. Mm-hmm. He was good, Enrique. Uh, I think. Do you, also, one last thing. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, Randall's a little upset playing second fiddle to Brunson or what? Nah. Thanks for the phone call, Enrique. I think sometimes Randall looks like Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> he looks unhappy. Uh, I don't think he plays. I don't think he. I don't think he's mad because they're winning. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? If they weren't winning, they might be a little different. There now. I will say this: there might be times when he feels he wants the basketball. There might be on occasion of that, but I don't think that he feels. Uh, I don't think that he's he's angry that he is one B to Brunson's one A. Where does where you do see it though, Gordon, is when. You know, Miles McBride comes in, then he gets to be the bully. <laughs> Give me the ball. What yeah. are you doing? Arr, arr. Well, well, look. I mean, Randall does have an ego. I think all players at his level have to have a, a bit of an ego. But it does kind of seem sometimes that his ego is a little uh, counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that's the case here. I, I did feel like from the moment that Brunson got here, he was willing to share the ball with Brunson in a way that he was not willing to share the ball with guys previously because he realized the talent that Brunson had mm-hmm. and he had respect and and, um, and trust in him to do the right things with it. And I don't think that he sometimes has had that trust with other teammates in the past, but mm-hmm. it does feel like sometimes that Randall can sulk if he's not getting what he wants. And one of those plays last night, Gordon, was when he got the ball and just took it and ran it down the court. Mm-hmm. And he got almost stri- he got stripped, and the ball was just like, oh, my God. Why does anybody let him hold on to the basketball? Why? 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The next two games for the Knicks are very interesting. And as a Knicks fan, you're kind of torn, right? Because, of course, I mean, you want to win all the games. You want to keep winning. Mm -hmm. You want to win. And so you got Denver tomorrow night. Yep. And then you have, as part of an ABC triple header on Saturday, you've got the Miami Heat. So I was asked, would you would you want to would you take a split of the two games? Of, of course, obviously, yeah, you know I, I you want to win both. To, yeah. Obviously, you want to win both. But you you know you you got some injury situations and you're not getting the the bench played better last night, but it's not you know consistent yet. And my answer was, I will take a split as long as it's Miami is the win. I'll take the split. Right. But I want to beat Miami. Well, that is the more important game. It's not as flashy as beating the defending champs, but, yeah, that is the more vital game in terms of the standings, which we still have uh, you know, long way to go before the, the playoffs, as you can walk outside and know that right away. It's a long time until spring. <laughs> That's for sure. It's not around the corner, Gordon. It is not around the corner. But you wanna, you, you've want you built up a little bit of uh, distance between you and the Heat. Heat are six. Yes. They're three mm-hmm. games back of the Knicks. Knicks are, are technically tied with the, the Cavaliers. Cavs have, a, I guess, a half-game advantage. Yes. No, I guess not. 26-16 and 16 and 27-17. and 17. So the Knicks yeah. have played two more games, so they're mm-hmm. tied there. Um, so they're tied for fourth. But it kind of feels like good chance we get a, a replay of last year's opening round playoff series. It does. It does. Uh, both teams have won eight of their last ten. Uh, Cleveland's won eight in a row. But they, they, you know, listen, and they've done what they're supposed to do is all, also they've beaten bad teams, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what that's what you're supposed to do. So they've done it as well. So, I, you know, there was an article in the Athletic earlier this week, Gordon, where they said one of the you know folks said that's what it is. You, you're looking that this could be a rematch of the first round and both of last year's first round, and both teams are better. So, um, but see, for me, the question is is going to be. Uh, how can the Knicks find a way to be the home team in that playoff this year, as opposed to being the road? Team yeah, well, very close right now. Year. Yeah, you definitely would rather have the, the the home court, right? You know, but but for me, I think it's the first time you see Miami with OG, um, I, I want that win. I, I want them to know, you know, what what to expect, and it's also. Gordon, the best test for this Nick bench, right? Because they will be tested by Spolstra and what Miami does defensively and what they do offensively too. Now, they've lost some people that weren't weren't there last year, and, of course, they just made the deal that sent Kyle Lowry away. Uh, but, you know, they still got guys, Gordon, that are just – They'll figure it out. I'm not worried about them. You know, when you talk about team, they have these guys that are just perfect for their team. You know, they, they, they have roles. And, you know, that's what Riley has always been about. Like, know your role. Okay, you're a role guy. This is your job. You job. Here's what you do. Come up and hit threes. That's all I need from you. Come off the screen, hit the three. Boom. That's it. That's all I need. And, you know, you, you, for me as a Knicks fan, it's, you know, it used to be Boston. But right now, Gordon, it's, it's, it's Miami. I, I, want, I want to beat Miami every single time. You're playing. I just do. It's it's an obsession. 
I want to be them. Yeah, and I think that they're the more important team right now. Like, and don't get me wrong, you'd like to beat the Celtics. Um, sure, you'd like to beat those any of those top three teams. Absolutely, you want, you want to beat. Um, but it's more vital that you can't. It's, it's not even about beating. You just can't afford to lose to them because the last yeah. thing you need is to get into a spot where you're oh, dropping behind them. Or no, you don't want to do that. No. You don't want to and, do and, that. And the other part, the other part of that is you've dropped behind them, at least as it is right now. Then you got to take Philadelphia on in the first round. Exactly. That's a far tougher task than facing off against Cleveland. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I'm I'm really curious too, Gordon, to see what Doc Rivers can do with this team, uh, with this Milwaukee team. And I'm not talking regular season. I'm talking postseason, and how much confidence that uh, they they have in him and can he be the person to turn things around, you know, in a series where his team is up because he's had some issues. Oh, oh boy. He's it's, had some it's, issues. It's not been good. No. And I love if you have a team that's underachieving with talent, handing it off to Doc Rivers has not exactly yeah. been one. Has there ever been a coach who has had less success with more talent than him? It's It's been bad. It's been bad. 